welcome back, everyone. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since our last uh, last podcast, but uh, happy Friday to everyone. Happy Friday to you, Paul. Happy Friday. Hope everything's going well. Um, we are jumping back in uh, into uh, the podcast with, uh, I think, a topic that is it's a foundational kind of core capability that every... Uh, every CX organization out there needs to include, and uh, that is our voice of the customer or our listening program. So uh, we want this was kind of the as we set up in the last podcast. This is the next evolution coming out of the CX measurement piece. Uh, how do we actually start measuring some of the stuff? And a lot of the data you need to collect comes from our listening programs. And so, um, Paul, I just kind of wanted to start uh, by asking you. What are we talking about when we say voice of the customer, or what are we talking about when we talk when we say listening programs? What are these? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they truly are listening programs. Most company, yeah, you know, many many companies um, just don't listen to talk to customers, um, gather research. Um, you know, in many ways, I think of a customer, a voice of the customer program as let me create some sort of signaling or beacon system you know, paying customers on some sort of regular basis, how are you doing? How are we doing for you? Are we giving you what you need? Um, and are there things that we can improve? So, uh, you know, at, at the, at the, it's a foundational component of any customer experience program. You can't talk about customer experience unless you're asking customers, how is the experience? Mm -hmm. Now, what customers say and what they, what they, you know, really mean can be two, two different things. But at the core, you have to start asking people. Um, those can, that can happen at a transactional type of level. So mm -hmm. when they're when they're pay, you know hitting your website, when they're hitting a, a contact center, it can happen very very high up at a relationship kind of level. How are we mm -hmm. doing overall? It can happen somewhere in the middle of, I know you're going through a process right now, and I can ping you at the, the, the end of it. So good listening programs, again, start with, you know, a survey or, 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 or a couple of, of different surveys. Good ones, you know, are centralized. They're, um, you know, they're pinging, they're, they're, they're get, gathering feedback at a lot of different kinds of places, different elevations. Um, and using that feedback to drive improvements and drive change. Yeah, it's interesting. You, you use the word centralized. And um, it's interesting because I think a lot of organizations, especially a lot of immature organizations, they it's not centralized. There are lots of pockets of people talking to customers out there, and they don't even know it. And then customers are saying, well, I already sent a survey feedback or... I talked to someone about this, and it's like, oh, we, don't even, we didn't even know that. So how important is it, the centralized piece? I, I think it's, I, I, again, it, I, there's, a, there's a nuanced answer to that. I think absolutely it needs to be centralized or at least coordinated. I mean, what mm -hmm. you get at a lot of companies is essentially blind man and the elephant. Mm -hmm. The web, you know, or digital group, you know, and I was thinking about uh, United's mobile app. You know, when I use that and I go to give feedback, it's all about the mobile app. And I don't really care that I'm giving feedback on the mobile device. I have a problem with my ticket right. or I have a problem with payments or something. You know, I just happen to want to give feedback there. So you get these pockets in digital and the contact center and maybe field services, maybe, you know, somewhere else at a relationship level that are all doing these surveys. Market mm -hmm. research may be doing some. And the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. And the left hand is doing something that is specific for the left hand. 
I need to know about this. The right in the hand needs to do, I'm doing it for this particular perspective. And you're not getting a holistic view of what the customer feels, yeah. what they want, what the big problems are. So, so, you know, in a mature customer experience organization, you've got something coordinated. You're using the same kinds of questions. So you're, mm -hmm. you know, apples, you're, you're apples to apples comparisons as opposed to apples and oranges. You know, we, uh, Mike, you you bet you were involved with this recently with a client where you know fifteen different business units, different um, ways of measuring, different methodologies mm -hmm. for measuring customer sentiment, um, and then you can't compare, you can't see right. what's going on, you can't improve it. So, um, I think that coordination is a sign of maturity. You know, kudos to anyone who's going out and asking customers for stuff, but. It goes beyond yeah. that. A good voice of the customer program will pull it together. Yep, and we'll get more into kind of actually building out the programs. But let's talk a little bit about what do customer or what are companies actually listening for from customers, and how do they how do they actually do this? Yeah. So at, at a high level, you're just you're you're asking about the relationship. How did we do? Again, it could be at a at a broad relationship level. So you might be doing something like a net promoter score or overall satisfaction, a value, um, some loyalty types of things. Mm -hmm. You know, how you know, are you, are you going to stay? Are you going to recommend us? Are you going to uh, spend more, buy more from us? Um, at a transactional level, you're probably looking for drivers, you know, actually at, at the relationship level as well as transactional level, you may be looking for drivers. What's mm -hmm. driving my overall experience up or down? What's mm -hmm. causing pain? What's, you know, what's going pretty well? Um, I may be looking for data around, you know, if someone's interacting with a, with a, with an, uh, a contact center agent or a account manager. Who's doing well and who's doing poorly? I may want to go de deconstruct. You know, some some people who do do things really well and 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 make customers really happy don't even know what they're doing. They're just doing it naturally. Yep. What you want to do is find those things, embed that into your training, embed that into you know how you hire those folks. So again, you're you're really trying to understand how does the customer authentically feel about me. Mm -hmm. And what's driving that behavior, what, what's driving those sentiments or that emotion up or down? Because mm -hmm. I want to use that stuff to then, you know, uh, impact how I, how I operate. Mm -hmm. so, <clears throat> so we kind of have the, the sentiment, the perception, kind of the feel piece. How does this tie into some of the, you know, we've got at the, we compare it with the, what we're calling like the do actions, right? The behaviors or some of the transactions you mentioned, touch points. How does this all kind of start to weave itself in together? Yeah, good. So, so you're you're starting out just asking people, you know, sit, tell us, tell tell me what you're, you know, tell me what you're feel you're feeling. Mm -hmm. So it's about the feeling and your sentiment towards us. It's about what they say. I mean, sometimes open ended open ended uh, uh, comments are are more powerful. What they say to you gives you a lot more depth into what they're what they're thinking about. Uh, reviews, recommendations, you know, all of mm -hmm. that unstructured. Uh, type of text is really powerful. So what they feel, what they say, and then you know most customer customer experience folks or human centered design folks will tell you what customers say or what people say and what they do can be two different things. So you right. want to look at what they do. You want to look at their behaviors. Are they actually staying longer? Are they clicking through? Are they you know hitting a contact center? So really, you're trying to get all of those things together um, in a in an you know an operationalized kind of kind of fashion. So you, you're getting a Again, it's a signaling mechanism. It's how am I doing, and where do I, you know, where do I actually need to go do more research mm -hmm. into what's going on? You know, for some reason we were going along fine, and now I hit a cliff. <clears throat> or there's a certain group of customers, you know, I hit a cliff. 
Right. So there's another side of the voice of the customer program, which is, you know, as once you get this kind of flywheel turning around, you know, listening and so forth, I may want to have some ad hoc research. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on. Let me go do it. So, you know, really more mature uh, of, uh, listening programs or voice of the customer programs will have that capability of following up. You know, they may establish a customer panel that they can t dive into and, and in a really rapid fashion be able to go reconnect and do some ad hoc, uh, you know, research. I may want to go out into the field. Uh, Intuit has a, has a program called a Follow Me Home program where they can connect product managers or process managers within a couple of days hmm. with customers who will literally open their house up and let uh, people come in and, wow. uh, um, you know, talk to them, observe them for a day or <clears throat> get them in a focus group, get them on the phone, mm -hmm. you know, take a survey, um, give some feedback, kind of prototype, you know, those types of things. So th there's another side of it that's really, really powerful when you add that. Um, we don't usually see that in the beginning. It's like, can I just centralize and get a, a basic listening program up and running? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So you mentioned listening program. So let's talk a little bit about the framework. Um, we at West Monroe kind of have a, a uh, four pillar approach, if you will, to building a, a listening program. And um, I think they're listen, analyze, report and act. So Lara, if we wanted to go acronyms here, but, um, you know, walk us through what what are these four different pillars and, and why are they all important when building uh, a listening program? Yeah, so I've talked a lot about the, the first one, which is listening, and that's mm -hmm. where you start, right? Um, but it certainly doesn't end there. It's it's then about analyzing and understanding what's the root cause, what are the drivers, what's going on. And, and you know, in, in many respects, you need that ad, ad hoc kind of research perhaps to go um, dive into root cause. I may want to do some process mapping, really figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, I may need some an analytics background to kind of, you know, take operational data and mix it with the sentiment or yeah. the behavioral data, mix it with the sentiment data. Um, so really there's a, there's an analyzed part, which is, is about trying to figure out what is really going on. What's the root cause of it? Um, listen, analyze, report. People got to know about it. So, you know, if you're just sitting on a bunch of data and no one knows about it, you know, mm -hmm. how do you socialize that data? So um, people know what either drives you know, great customer experiences are not uh, senior executives know and can make some decisions around that and so forth. Um, and really the last one is act. Um, it's now that I've reported and socialized it, what am I going to do about it? And, right. and, and really it's a governance type of program mm -hmm. that becomes really critical for that and multiple, multiple levels of governance. So where do I spend my money? What projects am I going to do? What big efforts am I going to do across the company? You know, ideally, you're understanding how, you know, we've talked before about the ROI of customer experience. How do I correlate the customer sentiment mm -hmm. to financial things that I'm, I, I want? I want loyalty. I want, you know, uh, increased wallet share, those types of things. So I'm really, you know, I'm listening, I'm analyzing, reporting, I'm finding those drivers. That becomes the core of now how do I allocate resources time and energy on things that will drive customer experience up or, you know, and get rid, get rid of things that uh, uh, annoy customers mm -hmm. and add things that delight them. Um, so that's the act part is really, you know, I, I, 
I almost transition from act to governance. You know, what's yeah. your what's your governing body that actually says, you know, we're going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of programs where, uh, you know, and, 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 and especially customer insights people, super frustrated. They, they're listening. They, they know a lot about customers. They just can't get anyone to do anything about it. And that's, huh. to me, that says you've got a lack of governance going on. Yeah. So um, what are maybe some ways that, uh, you know, if you were to recommend to those that struggle getting that act piece, you know, what are some ways that you can bubble it up to, to, you know, get someone to care about it and, and try and take some action? Yeah. The, you know, first, first place is at the senior leadership level, you know, so your executive suite and, 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 I, you know, for me, it's a, a piece of this is making it come alive. And, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I've seen customer experience leaders take call center, call center calls, and play those for leadership just so they feel and hear the emotion Mm -hmm. um, from customers. Um, I've seen customer experience folks put together customer rooms or immersion types of activities to bring senior, uh, senior leadership again, immerse them. And what does it feel like to be a customer? Right. Where are the big pain points, right? Bring it alive and make it, you know, oftentimes execs don't don't necessarily know what's going on from a customer or what they think is happening with customers isn't really happening. And you've got to, you've got to sort of unfreeze them and, 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 and sort of make it become, come alive. Um, you know, lots of, lots of those kinds of things of just, Bringing some of that customer feedback and the emotion of it. We had, it was with a client recently that uh, um, they knew they only had a two percent um, conversion rate in an online place. They actually videotaped four customers trying to complete the online enrollment yeah. piece, and it was so incredibly clear that it was incredible and very very broken. Um, yeah. And just playing a two minute, two and a half minute clip and listening to the customers um, dictate trying to complete that survey you know, that, that was, that was magic. You know, all of a sudden those, those executives were very bought in, talked about the video, mm-hmm. you know, felt the emotion, <laughs> emotion <laughs> of a customer saying, there's nothing I can do. Even if I wanted to complete this application, I can't. And that's right. money on the, on the table. You know, and I, I would have to say, you know, going back to our, our, our discussion about the ROI of, of customer experience in a, mm-hmm. in a previous episode, you know, it, it that emotion is important tying it back and really being honed in on this is real money that we're either leaving on the table in the case of this video um, or it's you know uh, uh, creating lots of costs in the context center right those are the kinds of things that you know you got to bring it back to it not only is bad for our customers it's bad for our bottom line right yeah exactly um, yeah and being able to uh, validate those uh lost opportunities that's another uh, another reason to have a listening program uh a client of mine they uh they recently did some research where they found that the um clients during an installation process they would actually quit during the installation process and they would never realize that revenue it wasn't considered churn in the way that they were measuring it today, but they had no way to listen during the installation process to understand that was a huge pain point and they were losing millions of dollars based on that. So it's, it's yeah. really interesting to be able to find and tie that back to real business revenue because that really got some of the executive folks that, that, that uh, pinged their ears. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Um, you know, the the whole purpose of a voice of the customer program is is about giving yourself some sort of early warning system mm-hmm. for for things that are going to cost you money or are going to um, um, you know lose you revenue. You know, 
people often look at at the just the financial transaction numbers, you know, and right. you know to think about you know what's our loyalty rate and so forth. But you don't know whether people are trapped or whether they're you know they're actually truly loyal to you. Um, right. Yeah. You know, you, the sentiment gives you a sense for you know it's we, we've got accounts in 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 danger. We've got customers in danger of turning. You know, if you don't have any kind of early warning system, you know, it's too late once they're gone. So, mm -hmm. you know, to me, that that's where the, you know, that's where the foundational piece is, you know, it, it, it is it is around saving yourself costs, having an early warning system to, to, to spot trends that are that are, you know, either going to cost you customers or cost you a lot of money in the contact center. Mm -hmm. yep. um, identify places where, pol you know, policies or processes are really bad. Yeah, um, we often, you know, actually, it makes me think of another one, um, you know, around first time call handling. You can often mm -hmm. internally have these great operational metrics. We've got 99, you know, was with a client recently. Their 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 contact center was reporting a 99.5% on first time call resolution. We asked customers, it was more like 50%. Right. Um, and and, and you know, the other 50% that wasn't getting their calls handled the first time were calling back two or three times after they hit the website. So the website's not working, plus they're having three calls and everything looks internally okay. Yep. Boy, that's a huge, you know, if I could start yeah. fixing those problems, it's big bucks to the bottom line. But I wouldn't have known that unless I asked my customers. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to kind of shift to our uh, CX tool of the week on theme with uh, voice of the customer uh, and the idea of an enterprise feedback management tool, EFM tool. Uh, there are a number out there. Um, as examples, uh, Survey Gizmo, all the way up to Medallia, different levels of uh, capability and maturity. But I uh, just wanted to have you talk a little bit about, you know, what do you see out there for these different feedback tools, and um, you know, what what customers can kind of look at when they're looking into the uh, into using these uh, for their listening programs. Yeah, we've got a great. I've got we've got a, a great sort of picture of the the landscape of all of the different kinds of ways you can listen. Um, probably, you know, I don't know. We've identified at least fifty or sixty vendors in the in that space. Yeah. Um, really, at the beginning core of it is the is is these enterprise feedback, um, Survey Gizmo, Survey Monkey. You know, the very basic survey tools, and we see a lot of you know our clients using those mm -hmm. um they tend to have very strong survey capability and you know even are building in some you know at least some level of text text mining or text tagging um not particularly that that strong in there you know where you mm -hmm. get into the real enterprise class tools of qualtrics and medallia a confirm it and cuba you know any of these kinds of things they they not only have that survey capability they're building in the text mining so you can do mm -hmm. unstructured text and really you know even some sentiment analysis with the clarabridge um, but more importantly they do the enterprise reporting Mm, um, that mm -hmm. would be one big thing. So yeah. I can do multiple surveys. I can roll them up. I can take questions from all of those surveys. I can do really interesting driver analysis. So then they've got the, the you know, it's reporting and then the analytics behind it where I'm starting to I did do driver analysis, bring third-party data in and really, you know, even, even do some um, correlations and clustering, some regression analysis on that they're starting to build in. Um, and then many of those, the, the tools have, you know what what you might have in a crm system a, mm. a, a case management capability where mm -hmm. i may have a group of customers i'm identifying kind of what that root cause is around there and now i can either as a cluster of customers have a case that 
you know, a group of people need to go manage, or I could just be having a closed loop on detractors. You know, I've got a set of detractors. They, they don't like me. They're, they've had a problem. Let me assign someone to actually follow up, resolve it. Um, and, and so forth. So super, super powerful. Right. Um, in terms of, you know, trying to at least, you know, they, they often say if you, you, you mess up with a customer and you recover gracefully, you can actually get higher scores than had you not screwed up in the first place. So, right. you know, some powerful tools of recovery tools from that perspective. And it, you know, it's sort of an interesting parallel to CRM, right. With mm-hmm. case management, uh, not just reactive, but proactive, um, you know, based on the surveys right. and sentiment. Yeah. The powerful stuff that's out there. Yeah. Yeah. There. And like you said, there's a huge ecosystem for this and, uh, varying levels and, and various integrations, being able to bring that because that data then becomes a hub that you can use um, to whether it's integrate back into your CRM system, use it for um, data analysis and, and uh, predictive analytic work. Um, it becomes a huge, huge uh, customer repository of, of data that you can then use uh, from a CX standpoint. Yeah, that, exactly. And I mean, it's exciting as a customer experience professional because there weren't that many tools out there for the listening and the analysis mm-hmm. of, of it. And, you know, now you've got those tools, you're getting, you know, companies that are getting really sophisticated around text mining and just do that component of it. You've got some companies that are focused in on the survey panels and the, you know, doing mm-hmm. that ad hoc research. There's some really good capabilities there. Yeah. You've had for a while in the digital space folks that are doing, you know, pathway analysis. Mm-hmm. Um, and tracking, you get eye tracking, you know, for the physical, uh, you know, and, and, and digital development. So yeah. a lot of different kinds of places, all about listening, right? It's all about right. getting customer feedback. There's right. some great usability, uh, uh, user testing and, and, and use, uh, user Bob, I think is, is, is the name of it mm-hmm. for doing videotapes of yep. online stuff. So yes, yeah, super inexpensive. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, sometimes you know, things like user Bob, you can get, I, I think, a minute video or two minute video for five bucks, you know, along those lines. So, you know, super, super uh, inexpensive and, yep. and, and, and useful. Yeah. And I think with each one of those tools, it's all about being deliberate and how you're going to use them. Um, make sure that you know exactly what it is that you want to be able to, to measure and track and then, uh, and then being able to execute it and, and then, sh- you know, being able to tie that back to some business result. Right. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. All right, great. Well, next week, uh, you know, like we wrapped up last week, VOC is a topic that you can go probably five or six episodes deep on in different ways. Um, I think we might actually want to explore uh, one of the, you know, kind of the most well-known way to facilitate this. Surveys are our friends uh, that we get probably five or six times a day. And I think that's actually one of the things that we'll want to talk about is uh, survey fatigue that's out there. But uh, with that said, uh, you know, I just want to wrap up here. Paul, thanks for joining me again. Uh, happy Friday. Have a great weekend. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us for another episode. And uh, we'll be back next week. Have a great one. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.